Hello, welcome to another edition of Mr. Birdman's Movie Reviews. Uh, happy New Year to all of you listeners out there. I hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday season. Um, and today's episode, we're going to be doing a recap of Season 3. It was definitely a uh, short but sweet season. Um, y'all have definitely been patient as these uh, episodes have uh, have been coming out a little bit more slowly as they were in uh, Season 3. Uh, good news, uh, as of this episode, uh, we're uh, 30 plays away from reaching 1,000, uh, so that's definitely going to be a huge milestone. Hopefully in Season 4, we'll be able to hopefully we'll be able to uh, reach that particular mark fairly shortly. Um, so what I was thinking of what um, for the, for today's episode is just going to be doing a recap on season three, uh, going over the episodes that were done uh, during the season and see if my opinion has changed or maybe there were any thoughts that I might have overlooked in the previous ones. So with that said, here we go. Uh, so the first episode that was done of the season was a uh, full house. It was a retrospective on full house. Um, it was the, actually the most played episode of the season with about 53 plays. Um, as of this recording, it is in the top five of most played episodes. It certainly was uh, the longest episode of the season coming in at just a little over 30 minutes. Um, it's, when it comes to a show like Full House, um, it's amazing how a show uh, that celebrated 35 years um, in 2022 is still popular. And it's amazing how the show is just being passed down from generation to generation. And it certainly belongs in a good category of shows. Um, the reason I say that is because whenever a television show does end, um, it does enter syndication for a few years and then shows just tend to fade out or no, don't really last as long uh, in terms of syndication. Um, Full House, however, has been in syndication as long as uh, I've I've since watched it, um, which was probably around like ninety seven or ninety eight. And I've noticed that like when it comes to Full House, like it's been in syndication on various networks. Uh, for cable, it was at TBS and WGN America. And then um, as I got older, it was on Nick at Night, it was on CMT, and it was even on the Hallmark Channel for a short period of time. And just recently, it was in syndication on GAC, uh, the Great American Channel, which is kind of like a Hallmark-esque channel. Um, what's what's in, what's good about GAC is the fact that like whenever they do air, whenever they aired Full House, they actually aired them in their original uh, in their original time frame, I guess, because like whenever it was on the other networks that I had mentioned, they would always have to cut out a scene or two uh, just for time purposes. And of course, um, the original versions are airing on streaming. Uh, as of this recording, I believe that the series is airing on HBO Max. And by just having it stream on a popular on a popular stream site, I definitely do feel that Full House is going to. Um, definitely lasts much longer and like i said it does belong in a good category of shows that have been in syndication for a long time uh to me it's right up there with sitcoms like seinfeld and i love lucy um and even uh when it comes to family sitcoms it's right up there with the brady bunch because they both were on abc um now now after the full house episode did air i did have some people ask me about the reboot that came out in 2016 uh fuller house which they beat on netflix and i ended up watching the whole series overall um without 
going too much in depth of Fuller House. I thought it was okay. Um, there definitely were some some funny moments, and then of course there were some eye cringing moments. I definitely feel that Fuller House was part of that reboot trend that was going on in the early to mid two thousand and tens. But like a lot of trends that go on in Hollywood, uh, the novelty wore off pretty pretty fast, or or at least. It did for me as well. Um, it's definitely not the worst show in the world. Um, I thought that there were some good moments. Um, it was good to see Candace Cameron and Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber um, reprise the roles as DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy, um, which was also really uh, good to also see um, John Stamos, Dave Coulier, Lori Lachlan, and of course the late great Bob Saget back as their respective roles again. Um but deep down, I definitely knew that that show was not going to last as long as the original Full House. Um, a lot, I did know that there were some complaints about how it was a little bit too racy or too raunchy in some scenes, um, especially for those that uh, that watched it like with younger children. Um, that honestly didn't really bother me as much. I guess it's just because I don't have kids of my own. Um, but I can definitely understand why they would change the humor. Um, they, the, the creators probably just assumed that, oh, this is going to be made for the audience that watched the original series. Um, I know that recently uh, somebody had brought up the idea of perhaps like another reboot, like a few years down the road and have it be called Fullest House. Um but it certainly would not be the same without Bob Saget in it. Uh, even though um, when Bob Saget was on Fuller House, even though he was just like a guest star, and I think he only started in maybe like, maybe I think like 10 episodes, I could be wrong. Uh, but his presence would definitely be missed, and it just would not be the same. So the idea of doing another reboot, I don't think that's such a good idea. So, but yeah, those are some extra thoughts on Full House. Moving on, uh, the next episode was on The Cable Guy, starring Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick. Um, I know a, definitely a lot of mixed opinions on this movie uh, from, from fans, and that's because it definitely is a mixed movie. Um, me personally, I got some a lot. I got some enjoyment out of it. Um, like I mentioned in my original review, uh, the first time I saw the Cable Guy when I was younger, I hated it. Like I honestly thought it was one of the worst movies that I had ever seen. Um, but watching it um, to prepare for the episode, I actually got some enjoyment out of it. Um, I definitely appreciated um, the fact that Jim Carrey was ta- was taking on a different role and. Just by the way that Chip is in this film, I would definitely be curious um, to see how this film would would do uh, in the age of social media. Um, I definitely do feel that it is an overlooked film. Um, and it's one of those rare moments, at least for me as a film critic, where like my opinion has gone from bad, uh, from, from thinking that a film is bad, to, to actually thinking it's good. Usually it's the opposite. Um but I would definitely put it in my top five Jim Carrey movies. Um, it definitely did take me back to when Jim Carrey was at his peak in the 90s. Um, I definitely felt like being a kid again where it seemed like he could do no wrong in terms of film. Um, so it was definitely a good way to definitely a good way to uh, recapture that. Uh, the next episode was uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, I definitely really enjoyed watching this movie. Um, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really clever in the writing. Um, I can definitely see and appreciate why Julia Roberts was the it girl of the 1990s. Um, 
you know, she just has that charisma and charm and attractiveness. Um, how could you not like Julia Roberts? Um, I definitely would say that it is on the top. Me personally, I would probably put it on a list of like the top 10 films set in Chicago. Go White Sox. Um, it was nice to see a film where the main character didn't win at the end. Well, sort of. Um, there's still this a positive message at the end of the film, how, you know, like if a relationship or a potential relationship doesn't work out, then it's okay. Life goes on. Um, when I was watching this, um, it w- I was just amazed at how, you know, art definitely imitated life. Uh, cause right around that time, the time when I was preparing and watching this, uh, for this review, um, I myself was definitely in the midst of taking a dating break. Um, so that was, so that was definitely something that I got a lot out of. And it's always amazing how, when it comes to watching a movie, especially like a romantic comedy or, or any type of comedy in general, um, or just, or shoot, just any type of movie in general. Um, it's just amazing how timing is everything and you have to be in the right mood, in the right mindset to watch a particular film. Um, so yeah, those are extra thoughts on my best friend's wedding. Uh, the next episode was uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, it definitely was the shortest review of the season. Um, I certainly have much more appreciation for it now than when I watched it the first time. Um, and the reason that this review was definitely the shortest is because, well, it is a short film. I think with credits, it comes in at about 92 minutes. Um, but honestly, it feels like no time passed at all. Um, like, the film was... Um, Oh gosh, like this film was so well put together and the timing and it was in like that tightness, like you can just feel that no time passes by. And yeah, I mean, what else can I say? Um, I definitely got much more emotion out of it than when I had watched it in previous ones. Um, it It's definitely a film that makes you appreciate for what you have in life. And it also inspires you to do good for others, even if they drive you crazy, much like how much <laughs> Dell drove Neil crazy. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles. And last but not least, we had Batman Returns for the Christmas episode. Um, certainly a lot more mixed feelings on this one. Um, however, I did still enjoy the film. Um, now definitely something that previous critics when talking about Batman Returns had talked about in their reviews that something that I had forgotten, uh, to, to bring up myself, um, was the fact that, you know, there was a couple of scenes where it seemed as if, like, you know, Batman was was killing people. Like, there's a scene where he's driving in the Batmobile, he turns the Batmobile around, and there's a clown that's, like, spitting out fire. Um, Batman presses a button inside the Batmobile, and that particular clown um, is lit on fire. Um, then there's also another scene where Batman's walking down, and he encounters that big clown, and the clown's like, go ahead and hit me. And so Batman punches him, the clown laughs, and then Batman looks down and Batman has put like, you know, some dynamite on him. Batman gives him a smile, throws him to the ground, and then boom, the dynamite blows up. And it's implied that Batman killed the guy. Um, So in the early comics, Batman did use a gun to take down the criminals. And there's this rule of Batman lore that um, Batman doesn't kill people because his parents were, were killed by a gunman. Um, to paraphrase the nostalgia critic, when he reviewed Batman Returns a few years ago, he said, 
do whatever matches the version um or depending on how dark the version of batman is now would like a now would a batman and let's say one of the joel schumacher films uh kill somebody probably not um could we see like you know the ben affleck rendition of batman possibly possibly um with the most recent version robert pattinson probably not i don't think so um but yeah, like I said, do whatever matches the version. Um, the thing that I feel that bogged down, boggled down Batman Returns uh, to me was that, that there were just way too many subplots. Um, you know, there's a subplot of Max Shrek, like, you know, wanting to have the power plant build. There's a subplot about, you know, Penguin running for mayor. There's a subplot about Batman, uh, Penguin sabotaging the Batmobile and so on. Um... <sighs> I definitely really enjoyed the chemistry between Batman and Catwoman in this one. Um, and I, to this day, I still feel that Michelle Pfeiffer was the real MVP of this movie. Um, she honestly was the highlight. Um, I really liked how she carried the character uh, from Selena Kyle to Catwoman. And honestly, it goes without saying, Michelle Pfeiffer is a timeless beauty. Um, I had a crush on her when I watched this at 11 years old, and I still have a crush on her to this day. Um, how funny would that be if Michelle Pfeiffer was listening to this? Um, but I still love how the ending makes me feel that even though in darkest moments, um, you know, there's still always that hope that things are going to be okay. Um, and we must always continue to do what's right. Um, so yeah, that's some other later thoughts on Batman Returns. Um, some other thoughts here, um... You know, you might be wondering, hey, you know, why was this, um, why was this shorter season than, than in previous ones? Like, you know, hey, what's, what's going on here? Um, well, just to let y'all know, as Mr. Birdman, I am okay. Um, definitely had a lot of progress in my life. Uh, did a lot of closure in 2022. Um, I made peace with what happened to me in my past. Um, did a lot of growth, uh, I feel. Was able to, you know, say goodbye to certain things. Um, certain thoughts and viewpoints. Um, I, like I mentioned in a prior episode, my grandfather had passed away, so I spent that time to process his to process his passing. Um, my mom was very kind enough to give me his naval hat uh, when he served in the Navy, and that is actually propped up in my bedroom. So now every time I look at it, I can think of Grandpa. So. And the other thing that I've done in the past is because I've fallen into a habit sometimes of saying that I will review a movie and then I end up not reviewing it. And this is the reason why. Usually it's because I, I, can't, I can't or I don't have enough notes for a single episode. Um, so so with that said, there, there have been a couple of uh, what we would say lost episodes, so to speak. Um, so back in season two, at the start of season two, I did a poll. I, I wanted to try and do like a poll, like, you know, to have the fans decide, um, you know, which episode they would like to see next. Um, so it was between Home Alone 3 and it was and the other one was like an obscure independent comedy called One Night at McCool's. Uh, as expected, Home Alone 3 won the poll. Um, it was a landslide, landslide victory as they say in politics. Um, so for those who don't know, One Night McCool at, at One Night at McCool's is like this independent comedy. Um, 
and it's about these three these three men who all have the same crush on this on this one on this one woman um and so at the, and so throughout the film you you get to hear their different pers- perspectives on on said woman um and it's kind of like a cross between there's something about mary and rashanaman or, or rashaman um in which like you you see and hear like these different perspectives and it does give the actors um you know and a chance to a chance to stretch their acting chops uh because like you know in one story they can be seen as the nice guy but yet in another one when someone else is telling the story they could be seen as a total douchebag um i was able to watch this film back in 2021 and to be honest i thought that the film was was very underwhelming Uh, i was like this film is really not that funny um yeah uh the only positive that i could say about it was the main actress who was Liv tyler was nice to look at and when that's all that you can say about a film is that the actress is nice to look at there there's nothing there um but i guess that is the process of growing up because uh, the first time I did see One Night at McCool's, I was about maybe 13 years old. Um, and of course, as time goes on um, in the span of 20 years, you know, your views change and how we process things uh, change. Um, a film that uh, you may have loved as a child, um, you may think and watch it as an adult and think it's a piece of crap. Or a film that like you thought as a kid, you thought that it was going to be completely stupid and you watch it as an adult and you're like, huh. I really like this movie. It actually is not that bad. So it's just all about timing. It's all about perception. Um, so yeah, those are my um, my recap thoughts on season three. Here's to a good season four and an excellent 2023. I'll see you in the next episode. This is Mr. Birdman signing out.